Hello, everyone. My name is Josh Fullen. I'm a fourth year medical student going into diagnostic radiology at Emory University. And with uh, the extra time I got, I decided that I should make some, uh, you know, educational material that's going to help you crush your exams, hopefully. Or at the very least, it'll provide some background uh, noise for you to drive to or work out to so that you can stay active and still reap the benefits of studying. So here we go. Let's get into it. In our last episode, we talked about cell biology, specifically eukaryotic biology, the components of, uh, within it, what some purposes of those components are, where they occur. And I talked about cytoskeletal structures, specifically microtubules, intermediate filaments, and microfilaments, also known as actin. Okay, These are what um, the cell utilizes as sort of this uh, skeletal matrix for it to, you know, transport things, uh, maintain its structure, um, and then also, uh, you know, move, uh, literally move the cell from one place to another. So let's get into it. Let's, uh, let's talk about the importance again. I, you know, as I do these lectures, it's really important. Like I'm going to be trying to rip through them so that you can listen to these, um, and not feel like you're wasting your time, but I want you to be asking yourself, why is this important? Why, why is it important that I know this to treat patients? How am I going to use this information? And what kind of questions, if I was trying to test somebody on whether or not they knew how to use this in a clinical setting, right? Why is this important? So again, let's get into it. We're going over cytoskeletal elements today, specifically microtubules, intermediate filaments, and microfilaments, okay? Let's start with microtubules. So microtubules um, act as almost the bones of the cell, right? Except these bones can grow and they can actually grow rapidly and they can disassemble rapidly. They start at the centrosome or the very center of the cell and they grow outwards uh, from the centrosome. Um, they're hollow tubes built by dimers of alpha and beta tubulin. This is key. This is actually one of those things that I want to point your uh, point you to. These, these microtubules are made of specific proteins. There's only one, the tubulin. Alpha and beta tubulin is what microtubules are made of. This is a very specific protein. It has the same structure every time. These are microtubules. I'll get to why that's important here in a few minutes after we get to intermediate filaments, okay? So I'll, I'll try to remind myself. So they're hollow tubes built by dimers of alpha and beta tubulin. They grow at their beta end, right? And at that beta end, when they're growing, they have a GTP cap, right? This is a guanosine triphosphate cap. And when that cap is growing, it, it's basically attaching GTP to GTP to GTP, it's using that bond energy to grow. But when you've used all that bond energy and there's just GTP caps, I want you to then realize that it's going to start to shrink and it's going to break down. So when microtubules are growing, they have a GTP cap. They have the energy assets, right? But when it's shrinking, it has a GDP cap, a guanosine diphosphate cap, okay? This organizes the interior of the cell, right? These are the bones of the cell. This is what... Um, well, I'll talk about intermediate filaments uh, are in a second, but basically this is what, you know, you're going to be binding to, to pull and push. This is the bones of the interior of the cell, right? So what are, what are, what are on these bones? Well, there's some things called motor proteins, right? These bind to the mi uh, microtubules and they move other proteins between different parts of the cell, right? This is important. Um, what you need to know is kinesins move out away from the nucleosome right? And dynein 
uh, dynines uh, move them toward the nucleosome. So if you remember what the nucleosome was in the previous lecture, these are where um, your tRNA and ribosomes basically um, get made, right? And as these get made, you're going to have to bring them to certain parts of the cell. Well, kinesins and dionesins are what are responsible for doing that. Um, so again, kinesins, you can sort of think of like, you know, uh, kinesiology, I don't know, the study of movement. Uh, these are going to move them towards. And then dionine, dionesins are going to move them away, right? From, uh, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say, and I want you to really picture this, right? The kinesins grab stuff from the nucleosome and move them away from the nucleosome, right? They're running away from you if you're in the nucleosome. Dynines, they're gonna bring them back towards you, okay? So these are the proteins that bind to the microtubules to move uh, move things in the cell, okay? In the interior of the cell. Um, so this is like a little bit more of application we're talking now. This is the utilization of microtubules. So what do they do? Well, you can imagine something that is able to move, right? That can grow and become, uh, you know, can move in certain directions and can be pulled on. Well, those are going to make cilia or flagella. These are like little tails on bacteria and some cells that allow them to swim or push or move, right? And this is an interesting thing. So specifically with flagella, the way that they move, they sort of swim, right? They swim in the water. They move back and forth like a tail in the water, like a serpent, I guess, like a snake in water is the way I want you to picture this. They're called flagella, and they utilize microtubules, specifically in this nine and two fashion, right? So I want you to picture a circular, um, a circle of nine microtubules, right? These rods, these hollow rods in a circle around each other, and we're going to take a cross-sectional axis we're going to cut it, basically, uh, if you're looking at a straw, you're going to cut this straw in half, and you're going to look down that hollow tube, right? You're going to see nine different microtubules on the periphery of that um, straw, and then inside, there's going to be two microtubules, okay, in the straw. So a nine in the periphery and two in the center. And this is the, and this is the way that that structure allows for flagellated movement, like a serpent, okay? ATP binds to a dynine right? Causing a conformational change. This conformational change releases the dynein from the microtubule adjacent to the wall, right? And then it reattaches to a microtubule pair farther down, right? So again, imagine a dynein, which is attached to the inner microtubule. ATP binds it, detaches, causing release of that outer wall, okay? And then the other side on the other um, microtubule is then going to basically um, uh, hydrolyze an ATP. And this causes the two microtubule pairs to slide past one another, right? And then you now have sort of, I, I, what I'm trying to picture, what I, I hope you're picturing through my poor explanation, um, basically is the, the inner uh, two microtubules are sliding past each other using ATP and dynein, basically. The dynein is attached to, uh, there's a ton of dynein, but uh, the one on, let's call it the left inner microtubule, when it hydrolyzes that ATP, it's going to have a conformational change, causing it to grab farther down on that microtubule, right, and then pull up. And then it causes that microtubule, that side, to basically increase tension, 
and you're going to get a flagellated movement to the left. And then the same thing happens on the right and it pulls it to the right. And that's how you get these like flagellated serpent-like slithering flagella. And this is only, only with specifically with microtubules. And that's why it's important. So dynines, kinesins, these are important for moving things within a cell. And then you're going to get questions asking about the nine and two method of flagellated movement. I implore you to maybe watch a YouTube video on what this looks like. It, sh it, it is um, intuitive once you see it in person. So next up are intermediate filaments, right? So intermediate filaments, rather than microtubules, which can rapidly grow and then break down depending on their GTP or GDP cap, right? Intermediate filaments are polymers. These are made up of several different types of protein. They don't just have tubulin. They have other types. Most of them are made out of keratin, but there's a variety of different polymers they can make up, which is a combination of different proteins, okay? These surround the nucleus and extend the cell periphery, and they can also be found at the cell-to-cell -cell junction. So I want you to imagine a, a rope and two people grabbing each end of the rope and then leaning outwards. That rope, as it tightens, holds those two people together, right? And that is an intermediate filament. Um, they're made of uh, coiled, coiled dimers, right? And they're non-covalent bonds. These are, these are key things. The difference between microtubules, right? This is what I was hoping I'd remind myself, is there is a single type of protein uh, that, you know, is uh, built of hollow tubes, of dimers on dimers on dimers. Intermediate filaments are made up of a bunch of different uh, uh, polymers, non-covalently bound to each other. And they're reinforced by those proteins. So that's what makes them super strong. Um, they really are only tense when they form these uh, tight polymers. So I want you to think of like a bridge with large steel frameworks, right? The steel ropes that connect those steel frameworks together, that's what an intermediate filament is doing. That's the tensile strength, okay? So then finally, what we have is microfilaments, also known as actin. Now, here's the interesting thing about actin, okay? There's two stranded uh, helical polymers of a protein called actin. And they're concentrated at the sort of the outer cell cortex. Okay, so again, let me let's let's go back here. Right, there are two stranded helical polymers of one protein called actin. Right, so microtubules and microfilaments are made up of um, two different kinds of proteins, but that's all you're going to find in that specific type of cytoskeletal element. Whereas if you look at intermediate filaments, you'll find a variety of different polymers, right? Which is a combination of different proteins. Microfilaments um, use ATP to form actin filaments, right? Um, through polymerization. And they get added to a plus end and then removed from a negative end. And this allows basically what you can imagine is um, they these microfilament actins can like grow and push a cell um, like the cell membrane out, and then they can come back in, right? So they sort of use as like, um, you can think of them as like little feelers, like an ant's antennas, like they push out and they let, you know, whatever the cell is know what it's doing. So they can do this thing called the treadmilling effect, right? So what they'll do is um, actin, right? It will be associated with the myosin protein, um, and basically this can cause like, uh, you know, it'll, it'll reach out, it'll grab onto the myosin and then pull the cell towards that, right? 
So this can change the shape of a cell is what you should be imagining. Um, additionally, um, they have these things, what I was trying to describe, they're called exploratory structures, right? Or cell crawling, uh, similar to the treadmilling effect. Um, basically, these are uh, lamillopedia and then philopodia. And these are, uh, the difference between the two is that uh, lamellopodia are thin sheet-like projections and philopodia are thin, stiff protrusions, right? So you can think of like lamellopodia are these sheet-likes, whereas philopodia are like thin, uh, you know, projections. So so I, I just, I guess my, my big thing here, it's not so important that you know the specifics of those two, but what you should have a general understanding is microfilaments uh, are like, protruding exploratory structures, whereas microtubules, right, will form the bones of the cell. And then intermediate filaments give the, like, the bones, uh, they would just collapse on each other without a supporting structure. And the intermediate filaments are what give support to those, uh, those uh, microtubule structures. And then I want you to think of like the microfilaments literally will make up uh, your muscles in your body. Uh, the actin can make up muscles in the body, actin and myosin. But even more than that, it allows for movement in individual cells. Um, there's a bunch of different kinds of microfilaments, uh, the way that they like the classifications and uh, what they are. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe them. So there's stereocilia, right? Which are like very small um, protrusions from cells. And then there's also microvilli, which are a little bit bigger than that. And these are where absorption happens in cells. It's where you get these tons of folds on cell wall, tons of folds on the cell wall, which increase the surface area and allow for um, basically increased absorption. But those microvilli, right? The, the reason why they look the way they do and how they form those folds, that's, that comes from basically in the interactions of the actin, right? Using this ATP um, to form quick polymerizations, to protrude out of the cell, and then also to break down, right? And then uh, resorb, basically. So the other interesting thing is um, sort of, you know, what we were talking about in the first episode is eukaryotes, um, they can respond to external stimuli. Well, a lot of that is found through these microfilaments, right? The microfilaments are exploring its surrounding areas, pushing out, pushing out. And then there's receptors on basically the outer cell wall where the majority of this exploring is going and that can pick up external signals and then the eukaryotic cell will respond to that. So let's go let's i mean you're going to listen to this episode maybe once maybe twice maybe three times but i want to at least mention the things that on test day what they're going to test on and what you should take away from this okay so one microtubules are made up of one type of protein alpha and beta tubulin they grow on the positive beta end via a gdp cap and they will shrink with a gdp cap okay Kinesins and dinesins move things along with kinesins moving them away from the nucleus towards the periphery of the cell. And microtubules make flagella, which operate in this nine and two formation. So if you ever see um, uh, an image of this basically nine and two formation, know that the question writers are trying to get towards microtubules and look for the answer um, that has to do with microtubules. Intermediate filaments um, give 
the tensile strength and the basically provide the conformity of the cell wall. Um, they allow for the stretching, uh, just like when uh, two people would hold a rope and lean out, it allows them to stretch away while still uh, maintaining uh, their tensile strength. It's made up of coiled, coiled dimers of a variety of different types of proteins, one of them being keratin. Um, and they only are effective and reinforced when lots of proteins interact with each other. And then finally, um, we've now sort of talked about how the cell maintains its shape. Well, when the cell wants to move and uh, explore its surrounding, it's going to rely on basically these finger-like protrusion elements, which are made of microfilaments, which are based uh, of this two-stranded helical polymer made up of actin, right? Um, and they're usually uh, concentrated at the cell cortex, right? It's the farthest from per the periphery. And... This is where you're gonna get these small protrusions, which are called stereocilia or microvilli, which is gonna increase the surface area of this, of this cell, making things like um, signaling and absorption uh, by increasing the surface area much more likely to happen, much easier to happen. Um, and then it also uh, is important for cell movement. And it does this classically through ATP. Um, and, it's, and microfilaments are, um, uh, grown on the positive end and uh, shrunk on the negative end. So these are what I'd like you to take away from this. Um, good luck studying this. This is not the first uh, time I've mentioned these. It's not going to be the last, by the way. Lots of different um, pathologies basically come down to um, one of these three things not working. And we'll get into it later on as we sort of build our understanding of why this stuff is important. Um, so now I'd like to just talk about some questions that you might, uh, that you might get asked on test day. So it'll talk again, it'll, the kind of question you're going to see is basically, um, for instance, for microtubules, it's going to ask specifically about the GTP or GDP cap. And it's going to talk about, um, you know, which it's literally just going to be a question asking which side does the microtubule grow on? Um, and then, you know, if it's a, uh, you know, it's going to run some sort of test that shows um, basically uh, a low GDP state and a high GTP. And it's going to ask whether or not the micro, like what you would expect the microtubule to look like or the, the cellular structure. And the answer is going to be that it's growing, right? The test is showing you that there's a ton of GTP there. And the reason why there's a ton of GTP is because whatever the cell, this, whatever stage the cell was in, it was um, basically uh, trying to expand and grow. And that's what, uh, that's what you should take for the microtubule. That's something that, that's how I would look at these questions. Um, the intermediate uh, filaments, it's going to probably ask you about a coil-coil dimer um, that they found and what you'd expect, um, you know, the, um, the, um, let me see, I'm trying to think about how I would describe this. What you'd expect these components to do for the cell. And it'll be a coiled, coiled, uh, non-covalent bonds, dimer. You're going to basically expect this to increase the tensile strength of the cell. And how does it do that? By binding proteins to other proteins. And finally, for the microfilaments, we haven't gone there yet, but you're only going to see really questions on actin and microfilaments with relations to uh, muscle in the way that um, basically the uh, treadmilling effect and crawling works um, 
with an actin myosin filament type of thing. So we'll get to that later on. But that's what I would I would uh, concern yourself with is the purpose of these again and what you would expect uh, if tests were run, what you would find specifically, you know, this 9 and 2 GTP cap with microtubules, coil-coil dimers with uh, intermediate filaments, and then actin filaments you talk about. Um, basically how, you know, the stereocilia microvilli, uh, you know, function and how, and that's through their actin, uh, cytoskeleton. The other thing that, um, just before I leave, I, I want to, I cannot stress this enough. Understanding the difference between these three is microtubules and microfilaments are made up of, um, you know, actin and tubulin. Whereas intermediate filaments, you can't pin down, you can't just say they're made out of one thing because there's a variety of different intermediate filaments and they're all made out of different proteins. So that's super huge to understand. We'll see in the next episode, we're going to be going over um, DNA structure and replication. Um, and uh, the reason why we're doing it in this order is because um, I wanted you to uh, sort of, you know, in the first episode, the idea here, the what you should be sort of figuring out is what's in a cell. What makes, uh, you know, what what makes up a cell, what it's doing, where it's doing it. And then the cytoskeletal elements, I want you to understand that it's not just floating around. They're utilizing the cytoskeletal element to move things around. And now we're going to start to talk about, you know, what they're moving around, how, um, how that is made. So in order to understand what they're moving around, you have to understand DNA structure, replication. We'll get into transcription, later translation. And then once we start talking about the proteins being made and whatnot, well, the reason they're being made is to be moved and have a purpose. So it'll be good for you to understand, you know, the general understanding of this from the foundational concepts, then we'll get into the specifics. So see you in the next episode, DNA structure and replication, exciting stuff.